Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today on the Swolecast, we answer the age-old question. What do you do when you schedule your honeymoon concurrently with a massive $5 best ball tournament with a $200,000 top prize? Today, three married men will tell you how to navigate this tricky scenario. Don't dupe me, bro. I'm begging you, don't dupe me, bro. It's the poop narrative. Kitchen's been waiting to say those words. No. The <laughs> five years. What's up, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to the football week, week of the Swolecast. I mean, this is when football starts. This is the football week. So... People might not have been tuned in to the past, so all their hot takes. Well, they're tuning in now because this week football has officially started. I'm David Kitchen, joined by Peter Overzet, Davis Maddock, and Lord Reeves, Rich Rebar from Sharp Football. Um, Rich, how did Davis get you to get on the show with us? I mean, D- Davis always has a special place in my heart. Uh, yeah. He knows he knows how to get me on the shows. Last time you guys all ate lunch when I was on the show. I'm curious to see what happens today. I did not pack my lunch, though, unfortunately. I have not eaten lunch yet. And I know Davis is like, oh, he's, been, bro, he's, been, you, he's been too busy, dude. What, he's been too busy. What's a, what's a job? Uh, so, yeah, I haven't had lunch yet, but I did get a, a Coke Zero uh, freshly poured. So uh, we're good there. Peter, do you have anything to say? Um, when I submit my time card for the Swolecast this month, I am going to put in time and a half for doing the cold open. I do think that's generally supposed to be your job. <laughs> and if I am going to do that, I need to be getting paid extra. 
Yeah, I just Fair. thought that I asked you if you wanted to do it, and you said yes. I was I was fully prepared to do it. Well, yeah, I, I want time and a half, so yeah, I was willing to do so it. From okay, <laughs> time and a half for thirty seconds. Yeah, this man is an expectant father. He's he's getting the paychecks where he can get them. That's right. We are we all are in different seasons of life, right? Like mm. Rich, you're like the the guy that's been through it. You're the you're the vet. Uh, you are the guy that should have. Yeah, the most Reeves has out. a Reeves has a Giants fan for a son. Right. <laughs> um, I am kind of in the 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 middle of it. Kind of been married for a while. Kids starting to grow up. They're all in school. Uh, Peter is about, he's been married, about to have his first child. And then Davis is literally getting married in 10 days. So um, different phases of life. So everyone watching this show should have someone to uh, to identify with. Well, I, right I don't now. think that's true. I don't think that's true. There are, plenty of, there are plenty of fantasy football virgins out there, but... I was also going to say there's also plenty of different types of people who aren't represented on this incredibly diverse pay at all. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We had made it like eight years before being canceled, so uh, we've, we've done good. Tuttle, so, Tuttle tried. Is Tuttle going to come back on this show, by the way? Like, is, uh, is, is you know, is he used to get offended game? whenever we would even suggest a guest host. Now he's just like, whatever. He is coming back, though, whenever DFS starts again. Like, he he will be coming back. <laughs> he disguised his Reeves. Without, would honestly, like, be uh, – a pretty ingenious thing for him because he does have he would just need to fill in the the beard section and we have the save by the bell correlation too uh that's true know. people forget people forget zach morris um and and some people might also forget that reeves tried to do a brand change never that's <laughs> it was this show that brought to light the that illuminated uh the mistake the folly i had made because rotopat i believe was on with you guys and you guys talked about it and, and when rotopat dunked on it it'd be a bad idea i was like oh shit this definitely it's like you're like shit i am down yeah. bad bro yeah. yeah no one took the the handle though we, we yeah we if at I, peter overzet and at davis maddox said it was bad you know it's bad <laughs> Do you know what's so – I mean, you know Rich, though, has a great personal brand if the biggest skeleton in his closet is a few days of Roto Reeves. Like, is, if is that's that what you got on Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listen, we'll, we'll, we'll take it, man. If only everyone knew the truth behind the curtain. You know, I've, I've, been, I've been getting by. I've had a lot worse. <laughs> okay, uh, starts of obviously the preseason with this week, the Hall of Fame game. So training camp has just been massive, some massive buzz out of training camp. I want to know, Rich, how much you follow on this buzz. Like, is it moving anything for you? I mean, not a whole, whole lot. I mean, we're looking just to kind of see kind of where these guys are going to use. You know, my days of working at NBC, I mean, we're going to latch on to anything a beat writer, beat reporter puts out, and we're going to put it out, right? Like, it's not up to NBC's job to sort through like what's tangible. It's not like right. we're trying to we're trying to put out put out stuff. Uh, yeah. So it's not any of those guys' fault. It's up to you guys to kind of you know, delineate and see what is actual and what is what isn't. I will say, look for the actual things that are reporting. Uh, you know, things that like are like when a guy is getting his reps. What's the order of those guys getting those reps? Uh, what kind of what, what kind of packages are these players in? Things like that. That's all you really yeah. kind of want to fall and look for. And then try to follow like the drum beat, right? Like uh, 
you know, like consistently, like, so, so far everyone has it in that like Daryl Williams is by far the next Cardinals running back they get, but the entire drumbeat of the entire offseason, like all Cliff Kingsbury's done is talk about Eno Benjamin. Eno, the guy getting the reps has been Eno Benjamin. Like, and he's the guy, he still goes 40 picks after Daryl Williams. Like, so you want to look for like consistent things like that. Now, also, we'll, we'll have to see the games like finally being played next week. This one uh, tomorrow, like who gives a shit about it? like it, the, the, the bums are all going to be playing tomorrow. All these guys aren't going to make the roster. But once we start to see these games play, we're going to actually start to see the pecking order. And if Eno Benjamin's the next guy up, like for the Cardinals, like then you can really sink your teeth into all that drumbeat and, and get on board and start really kind of, a, you know, drafting him even a little more aggressively uh, over Daryl Williams. Davis is living and dying by every tweet that is sent out. You know, there's like the NFL beat writers uh, report that just is an aggregate. And Davis, like I saw yesterday, like every tweet that has to do with a running back in Chiefs camp, like Davis has an emotional attachment. To well, the problem is, is that it's all if we're talking about the drum beat, the drum beat is all there for Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Like if they're all they're all all the beats are saying he looks good. They're saying he's, you know, the the guy coming out of the locker room with Mahomes. Rojo predictably does not look good. Uh, yeah, it's not just that CEH is looking good. It's that like Rojo is not the guy that's well, and people and well, I think actually the more important thing is even the layer below that. The only reason Isaiah Pacheco would be taking any reps with Mahomes would be because they got Rojo into camp and they're like, this guy just is not it. Like you know, Isaiah Pacheco fine player whatever but he's not going to be playing over Clyde edwards first game of the season right but right. he could ostensibly be playing over rojo uh davis i do, yeah. like circling back to the cold open i do detect like almost a nervous energy to your tweets a, a layer <laughs> of tilt that you are going on your honeymoon during okay. the thick yeah. of all of this stuff Am, are we detecting that correctly well, I didn't really think about it, obviously, when when I'm like, I'm, I'm get, you know, I'm getting married. I'm excited. It's amazing. The August 13th happened to be the day that worked out that this venue was available. Honeymoon tight, excited, you know, making these decisions in long time ago. Right. Not really thinking about like, what is that going to do for my day to day of getting 150 teams drafted in a best ball mania three? You know, like, like, because that's very important to do. And, you know, just the, the, it's a tight schedule, Pete. It's a tight, we're on a, thing, we're, we're on a tight ship. Do you remember when uh, both Kitchen and you were giving me shit for going on my week vacation in March of last year, right when the Top Shot bull run was going, Club Top Shot was ripping, you know, yeah. and you guys couldn't believe that I was yeah, going and now on look vacation. at Top Shot, what happened to it since then? <laughs> no, but how did I play that, Kitchen? I unplugged. I didn't do anything on Twitter. I enjoyed my vacation, and I came back, Davis, and everything was okay. Yeah. Everything is there where you Yeah, your tweet made me, like, when you were asking if you could draft or enter new drafts or just complete Well, I know, I know you can't, I know you can't, I know you can't enter new drafts out of the country, yeah. but someone, someone, and I don't remember who, someone tried to spook me by saying they entered slow drafts, you know, in a legal state <laughs> and many, were not able to make their picks. How many slow drafts do you plan to enter before your honeymoon? I was thinking like 10 seems reasonable. 
I thought you were gonna go higher. That actually all ten, yeah. ten, ten that's, that's It's reasonable. not like it's not like but I'm gonna lying. be on my phone. He is one hundred percent lying. He is not telling. I am not lying. I'm if not it's lying just because 10, then what's the point? What's the point? Siege. That's that ten. Like, that's ten fewer drafts than I have to do when I get back. Like Dave, I don't have to keep up. You have to keep up with like what's happening, like all during the. What you think I'm not going to be on my phone for a week? You think I, that you, like what? Davis, you know, you know how we say like sometimes you got to touch some grass. Well, on your honeymoon, sometimes you need to touch your wife. <laughs> Ass, yes. We got to spread that seed, man. You got to. Here's the, the thing. Here's too. the thing. This is this is honestly what I think is is what people are missing. With the bag is the most important thing. Getting rich. What? It's the most important thing. You're about to get married and you're saying the bag is more important than It's very easy for someone like who's rich, like Levitan or Smiz, to be oh, like, hey no. dude, just like go go just be happy for a week. This is Davis, we, what do you we think? need you to take on. off the bag on this honeymoon and have some kids. You need to join us. Yeah, uh, speaking that, of things that'll cost me well, having children. I mean, listen, that is not I assume your wife, the this the soon to be wife, is already well aware of your skateboarding <laughs> videos, your former rap crew. This is a small speed bump on the Davis Matic train. Uh, she fully is invested. I assume you guys bought a new house recently. She knows where the money comes from. Uh, they're not going to come from this tournament. This is extremely minus EV to 150 enter this, but I yes. agree with you. Uh, yes. but, uh, so she's already, she's already aboard. The, the, and there are other things, Davis, if you spend your honeymoon drafting, it, there are like recurring consequences where you're why that is that, so so i don't i don't remember who made this point i think maybe wiggins was the one who made this point but this is actually great is i don't want to be hearing about this shit for 50 years right yeah <laughs> like you there are this this is Davis, just like, up a bad precedent what do you think your odds are of finishing top 10 in the puppy three with a hundred entries versus your odds of finishing top 10 of the puppy? I'm not going to draft any, I'm entries. not drafting. There will be no puppies entered on the honeymoon. It will be, it will be BBM exclusively. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, Davis is trying to thread the needle of the greatest best ball story ever, which is drafting <laughs> a slow draft best ball mania three team on your honeymoon. That ends up being the eventual $2 million. I mean, can you imagine? Also, the, the underlying current here is like, obviously for someone in my line of work, like if like binking best ball mania is like, I, I will just never like, you cannot be trolled at that point. Like you won two, you won the largest fantasy football tournament of all time. Like someone trolls you and you're like, okay, I won $2 million playing fantasy football. Like get out of here. So is it's it a brand, it's a, to max again, clout. it's a brand thing. It's a brand thing. My brand will be set for life. But here, here's what you have to remember is that you have to maximize your chances with marriage. Marriage. It's amazing. Amazing. Things change, though, right? It's not just about you. It's about you and your wife, and uh, you have to maximize your chances. That's why I was anti having your honeymoon and birthday be like in the same week, because it just it cuts down on your chances for let's just for lack of a better term, intimacy, right, Rich? Listen, I am my uh, anniversary is December second. Right in the middle of the season. Uh, Tough be, scenes. It'll be 16 years this year, uh, you know, and this, I wasn't doing this when we got married. Obviously, I would have never gotten married in December. 
yeah like going into this like this is the job and i've had a few things come up like we were out on our anniversary you know celebrating the weekend the night that kareem hunt got suspended and it's just like you know it, it things come up and they they do they get in the way they, they ruin things we've had really a, a lot of trouble trying to like correctly celebrate it we kind of move things out to after the season but yeah i mean having this kind of always be a yearly thing now for david is going to be interesting because what if someone next year on you know august you know 13th tears their acl or something you know you got to go and update projections and do oh, things like that. this that's is always i mean gonna be a thing man this is always gonna be a thing now for the rest of your life surrounding football you're, you're cutting it real close all right uh pete do you have any <laughs> other extra tips for for david when's your anniversary pete my, my anniversary is a few days after it's august 13th oh and i was gosh. actually thinking about it today. wait you're I, you got married on august 13th too yeah <laughs> no sorry august 10th i have my dyslexia because it was 2013 8 10 <laughs> oh man but what I was going right. to say, Davis, so now is we I have remember... a divorce guy on the show as well. Oh, God. I just got a text <laughs> from Lauren with the emotionless uh, emoji there. Yeah, that's not good. Um, she, yeah, she's she's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, on my honeymoon. God, this is getting dicey territory. I executed a keeper league trade when we were in Aruba. <laughs> I See, it's like that. it's like it is like obviously. It's not like a. It's the phones are not going in, in a Faraday box for the week that we're there. Like, like the the, the people acting like she this is going to be signed so, up for. She knows me, dude. She we have lived together for three years. It's like she gets it. I mean, she. It's not like her favorite thing about me that I'm on my phone all the time, but it's like clear, like you, like we get it. It's a modern. We're living in a modern world here, folks. What no one's you, disconnected. Dave, how? Where? Where? Remind me where you're going on your honeymoon. A resort in Jamaica. So you guys are main. It's not like you guys are going to really be out exploring. You are going to just be by the beach and by the pool. Pretty, most pretty the much just hanging out. Okay. Like maybe, maybe there'll be like a day of like I, you know, hiking. What you know, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Just, just would like to mention that Peter was the one that had the idea of giving marriage <laughs> advice to Davis. Davis, I would just like to say. One of the big pieces of marital advice is don't forget the date of your actual honeymoon uh, or your wedding. I didn't forget it. I just messed it up because of the 13th. Well, he's in, Pete is in a wedding the same day of my wedding, so he can't come. Yeah. Yeah. I was either, you know, the three things I was going to do. So I'm going to Mike Zakarian's wedding. Then I was going to try to get to the Fantasy Expo. And if the Fantasy <laughs> Expo wasn't there, I was going to go to Davis's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but to your credit, Davis, like you invited the three guys that would represent the industry well with Leone, Dink, and, and myself, right? Well, I invited Karain as well, but he's wow. not coming. Karain literally chose the expo. I mean, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, his Karain's partner couldn't couldn't uh, make it make it work order. But I'm also realizing that I should have invited Sammy and Nate. To the yeah, wedding, yeah. I'm real. I'm I'm, re I'm going back and realizing, like, if I could go back, uh, it would have been hilarious to have. They them should there. have got the invite over me, even though you're in my tree and you. Well, I invited. Owe... I invited Tuttle too. Yeah, Tuttle's not Sammy and Nate should have definitely been in your. But I didn't get invited to Nate's wedding, so. 
Nate got married. I, no, I, he, he had he had he had it a was, COVID wedding, I think. It was and it was way before too. Yeah, I was way I will before say, y'all were close. I'm kind of thankful that I got married well before I had my online friends because yes. that would have been very oh. hard. I'm I'm sweating it, dude. I'm sweating <laughs> it. I am really sweating it. Like I'm, I, enough, I like yeah. don't really want David and Dink and Leone to be there at this point, but like it's too late. <laughs> Davis just like looks across the room, and I'm showing him my screen. He's like, "What is he doing?" Oh, yeah, man. you got it. Like we got it. Everyone needs to be on their best behavior. Like, ev- like anyone, like everyone's got to be on their best behavior. You, everyone did not get invited to roast me for two hours. You're, uh... <laughs> listen. Your wife's gonna love me. I guarantee it. What's the what's the plan on the cleanup? You you cutting that hair or what? So I'm meeting with a stylist on Friday, Ooh. and I've just been letting I just let the beard go because obviously you can trim and cut and shave around a beard, but you can't make facial hair grow. So I just haven't touched it for like a month. I would pay so much money to get to watch like a segment of Davis <laughs> with Jonathan from Queer Eye with the straight guy doing his hair before his wedding would just. Be I mean, honestly, that's cool. what I need though, because I yeah. I would prefer. What if they to tell have... you're going to have to cut it? I'm obviously not doing that. <laughs> I will just. <laughs> <laughs> got um, more important stuff. <laughs> um, but that's actually what I that's actually what I want because I would I would prefer to wear it down. But most of the time, I don't do anything to it. You know, I, it just sits there. So I need to have someone professional, you know, be in charge. Money, you... hair, marriage? Is marriage after hair as far as important? If you want to have a good marriage, you got to have the bag. The bag, the bag funds everything. <laughs> All right. Um, not everything. All right. So <laughs> let's move on. I saw... And it, does anyone have? I'm sure we'll get to some more tips and tricks for for Davis's wedding. But uh, does does anyone have any other tips, like pressing tips that you want to say, Peter? Um, no, you, I, you might I, want to tell him just how amazing marriage is. <laughs> marriage is <laughs> marriage is one of the most fulfilling things. Having a partner to go through every step of life with you. And to experience all the joys that it offers is honestly one of the most incredible things that has ever happened to me. Nailed it. Lovely. Nailed it. Stuck the landing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So um, from from that to Hollywood Brown being arrested, um, someone someone saying in the chat that uh, Marquise Brown was arrested? Yeah, he was. Speeding. Uh, Oh. Oh. Speeding's not a big deal, right? Like that's not a. I mean, he's... in a school zone kitchen, are you condoning speeding in a school zone? He's not gonna. What is a ch- big deal? Who's not, gonna not a big deal skirt. from a fantasy standpoint? Yeah, why is he in a school? Why is he in a school zone? One hundred and one. I mean, it's a it's a it's a five hundred dollar fine, probably. Yeah, I mean, was he was he he wasn't drinking or anything, right? We're good, right? I mean, if he wasn't if he wasn't drinking, he should be fine. Now, if he well, if he was drinking, then we'll see. Hang on, Celso, so, so go 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 full screen to me here. I got a joke. <laughs> he was just going super fast to clear things out for Rondell Moore's car underneath. <laughs> <laughs> that was worth it. That was I, worth I it. Thought so I thought that was high risk, 
no reward. Well, I actually, I actually, because I've not, I have not uh, talked about this with Reeves yet at all this off season. So, so the figuring out the 49ers backfield is like one of those puzzle pieces every year where it's impossible to do. Were you ever a Tyrion Davis Price guy? And do you care that Trey Sermon now looks quote unquote yoked at practice? <laughs> uh, no, I haven't really been taking a lot of, uh, you know, stabs at these guys either. Uh, but Elijah Mitchell is like a Powell price, but he's like a classic dead zone running back. He doesn't catch passes. Yeah. Any game where he didn't score a touchdown, he was almost unusable. Now he's got to contend with a running quarterback in the red zone. Uh, and then the rest of the guys are just really kind of tough to figure out because, you know, that vagabond Jeff Wilson is still there, uh, who everyone loves. Like, he's still going to be there. Um, it's just really tough, man, to really get on those guys. Uh, Tyrion Davis-Price, not a great prospect. Uh, classic guy, gets what's blocked, doesn't have a lot of takeoff speed. Um, uh, there's just really nothing exciting about him. At least with Elijah Mitchell last year, you told yourself when they drafted him, you're like, this is a Ricky Moster clone. And yeah. when Mostert went down, it was a, a natural fit that you could see all Except that. The, out, the, so let me outline the bull case for TDP, which is just that <laughs> he is. He is your bags? <laughs> well, one, one, please, sir, my bags. But two, <laughs> he is like a younger, more functional version of Jeff Wilson Jr., right? Get, gets what's blocked, can handle some pass. And he just like he doesn't have knees. Also, their offensive line is really significantly worse than it was last year. Uh, which really hurts. I mean, they lose Lake and Tomlinson. They now lose Alex Mack on the inside. Mike McGlinchey has just never really developed as a right tackle, and he's coming back from, like, a severe quad injury as well. It's Trent Williams and, like, a line full of guys, man, that they're hoping to get stuff out of. And that's been a big ongoing thing in camp, too, if you followed all the stuff that Trey Lance. They said, like, he's just literally getting roasted in terms of time and just has is just getting – he's under, like, Damn, arrest. This is all year. bad for my bags. This is all why, – why, why, like – Bad for anyone not... that invested heavily into – To me, they're one of the easiest teams to bet the under on, like, win totals. Like, they they, they, they Well, Shanahan, Shanahan, <laughs> Shanahan loves to get fancy and lose some games, right? He, he like, guy's the king of that. Yeah, you also also if you're betting the under on the 49ers, you also get that narrative of like the coach is not going to optimally try to screw you out of your wins. <laughs> That's yeah, <true>. I've <laughs> I've definitely gotten pretty spooked on the TDP stuff relative to the Jeff Wilson price, and it feels like it should be more like how people are kind of treating Chris Evans and Samaj P. Ryan, where it's like yeah, people prefer Chris Evans, but they're still both going like 18th round or undrafted. Where I'm like, there's no reason Jeff Wilson should be going undrafted and TDP going at pick 150 in every draft. It's it's like it's just like the anchor effect of of early drafts at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah, it's that drum beat we're talking about. Um, well, Dave, TDP's you can just take range. you can just take TDP wherever you want, right? No, it well, <laughs> in his same in the same range of ADP as TDP is uh Raheem Mostert, the guy that you were just talking about. I mean, that's the guy Except except the beat re- reports are not consistent on him at all. It's like it's like depending on which Dolphins beat writer you read, they all say something different. Like some guys will be like he looks amazing, some guys will be like he's playing behind Gaskin, like you can't get a good We have no idea. Well, you're drafting on potential and the guy is one of the fastest guys in the NFL. And I just have to attach the label league winner to him because um, if he is the alpha, how, in that how offense, can he get enough touches to be a league winner with with Michelle Gaskin and Edmonds all there? I mean, Edmonds well, is Ed, the one something would have to happen to Edmonds. 
I mean, you that's but that's kind of the the league winner backup RB whole thesis, right? Is that I mean, that I don't be- I actually don't hate this take from you compared to the average consistency of your takes. <laughs> Thank you, Davis. The 49ers uh, right. also have a, 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 a undrafted rookie, Jordan Mason, who actually was better oh, yeah. than TDP in college. So uh, yeah. definitely keep an eye on him. He's been getting strong reviews too. The the thing is that Jamichael that, that How terrifying is that when some running back you've never heard of for the 49ers starts to get some buzz? Yeah, well, we just lived it, you know, kind of last year on the lodge, which I will contend was a, a, a solid prospect. But because sure. we know Jamichael Hasty's making a team because he plays special teams, so like we like he's making the roster for sure. What so. about Danny Gray? <laughs> well, yeah, Jennings, like Danny Gray, Jennings is having a nightmare. We're hoping Trey Lance can support one guy, let alone the third, guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. let alone the fourth guy. <laughs> This is the cold water the fantasy industry needed poured on the Yeah, uh, Reeves, the Reeves is just coming on being like, everyone stinks. Debo's a bad second-round pick. Maybe George Kittle scores five touchdowns. Well, I saw one I of the mean, highlights. This is the classic guy, like, no matter how bad he's going to be, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. Like, yeah. he, like, he, like, Jalen Hurts last year was objectively bad throwing the yeah. football, and it didn't matter. It didn't matter at all. Uh, that's where the spectrum trillions are. Now, maybe he's excellent. Like, that still exists in the spectrum as well. Uh, Dude, did when you I saw see some of those Danny Gray highlights? I just was he's like, fast. Everyone, everyone that's fast that should be good my... right now. <laughs> well, I was going to, did you see the, the, the Trey Lance throw from training cramp yesterday rolling off of his? It was the same throw that Fields made that was like the wow throw where he's rolling on his opposite foot and just like sticks it into the, the phone booth. I mean, that was. I mean, he can do it, right? I'm they not. Show. I'm not really worried about Lance bags, but I am worried, very worried about the TDP bags right now. Another reason I need to draft more teams so that my overall exposure to TDP go. is lower. <laughs> yeah, and the only reason isn't because you're actually worried about the exposure. You're worried about the comments to the exposure when you post the screenshot of that it. That is <laughs> correct. Thank you. Thank you're you, like getting Mr. in all the low dollar entries so it, it changes your exposure. Uh, Can we get Rich's take on the the first big kind of bombshell to the fantasy landscape yesterday with the Tim Patrick injury? I need I need Rich to to break this down for us. Yeah, that's a bummer. I mean, Tim Patrick is a guy you inherently want to root for guys like Tim Patrick, and he got his bag last year. He so got his bag. Safe. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's tough not to be kind of uh, excited for the like like well, like Cortland Sutton's ADP is like so up. I don't like know how to get higher at this point. But you got to feel really strongly now about Judy getting a bump because the one thing about Judy was that so far he's basically been like a strictly slot player in the NFL. Was he going to play in two wide receiver sets? Was this a team that's going to play, you know, Albert O and Dulcich, and does he get squeezed off the field sometimes? Now Judy's probably going to be on the field almost no matter what the Broncos are in. It allows a guy like KG, KJ Hammer to come play that vertical slot role as long as he's back up to 100%. Because these other guys on the Denver roster, like, really have done nothing to this point in their careers. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, it's hard not to feel good about, like, what it means for Judy, uh, especially because Judy consistently was getting, like, thwarted out of, like, any type of red zone usage his entire career. I mean, he has, he has 3.2 career fantasy points in the red zone. Uh, through, through two NFL seasons. I mean, let's uh, just call a spade a spade. Jerry Judy has not been a good NFL player. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, you know, and I, and had, I, like, I, I don't, I don't care. I'm just like look he's who a, a were his fourth... quarterbacks. Like, I mean, well, he had the high ankle sprain, which is like statistically anyone that's had so that bad has never yeah. been good. And he he had six for seventy two, like the opening game before he got hurt. So like he was yeah. coming out of the gates. Yeah. Um, Yes, I mean, and Matt Harmon has talked about how, like, his 
his win rate, like, you know, versus Nick. Everything dropped last year coming back from the injury. Well, so. you know, I know you were contractually mandated by the deep state to mention your guy. So just go ahead and do it now before, before you know, just stop teasing the people. Do your do. Well, your I don't think he's state. a great fan. I'm in on Alberto, man. I'm no, no. I meant deep, deep, deep state Dulcich. I know you're a Dulcich oh, yeah, guy. Yeah. Uh, Indigo Montoya. I mean, just what a great aesthetic <laughs> uh, you know, Greg Dulcich has. But, I mean, Greg Dulcich is a good player. I mean, he was my t- tight end one, you know, coming into the draft. I mean, I liked Trey McBride a, a good amount, but Trey McBride's kind of like a like a projects to be like a ham and agger. Uh, of all players in the NFL draft, wide receivers included, Greg Dulcich was fourth in targets over ten yards downfield uh, in this draft class and in, in, in receptions. Uh, so he's a big play guy. I think that when you look at the marriage here, he could be that vertical seam guy, and then Albert Old Albert o just cleans up like all the red zone and like money stuff. But you know, we're, I'm not relying on it. A could be. Back. It could be that uh, Albert O has 2021 Janu vibes, right? Like, and Dulcich is the Hunter Henry in this offense. Davis, you want to know the top uh, email in my inbox right now from a Mr. Pat Corain? It's an MP4 file titled <laughs> Dulcich parentheses one. So might be coming to a ship chasing stream near you. It's finally going to get me to unsubscribe. What, what the deep, the, it's like it's like, one means that he's done multiple of these he has, videos. Oh, he, he had to add in like a screenshot from the athletic for version two. It's think. like it's like it's like when uh, it's like when um, boomers, you know, they get sick of MSNBC and they have to switch to um, oh, what's the fake news network that Gundy likes? OAN. Because because oh, yeah. because the deep state has infected their 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 media coverage. That's like me canceling ship chasing. Is like the dulcet <laughs> the dulcet truthers have gone too far. No, you should actually like it because it'll if if that steam continues, you're going to get Albert O. So. Buddy, oh. uh, speaking I, of steam, it it already has because uh, if you if you go look at my top exposures in all of underdog fantasy, the, please blur uh, out the no one look at the price. <laughs> Kids is fourth. Oh my gosh! Did I see Sammy being fourth on that list? Yep. Got uh, you gotta quit that shit. Rich, twenty slow drafts. And you're out of here. The, the drum beat on on Sammy's fine. That's fine. My brand. He's the um, only this is the he's... drum beat on Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the sound of his medically repaired knees banging together. <laughs> I mean, the thing with Sammy Watkins is he's the only guy on that roster who is actually a, an NFL wide receiver and not uh, a one position guy. I, like Cobb has one skill set, Lazard has one skill set, Watson and Dubes are like like literally who knows, you know, the okay. total whack a mole. Watkins okay. can Watkins can f- fill in any of the spots they would need. I- I can't take any more Watkins. You bring up Watkins every show. Um, I can't take any more Watkins <laughs> exposure on this show. I, I do want to bring up something, though. Last year, I brought it up. This year, I'm seeing signs of it again. Peter using his influencer status to pump his bags to shift ADP. This tweet from Monday, the Brees Hall climb into the third round is inevitable. Probably only going to pack a few more BBM3 bags, but sitting nice at 17% exposure and a 51.3 average ADP. So what are you saying? Are you saying that he's going to start drafting Michael Carter now? I don't, what is the accusation? Yeah, no, his thing it's is the he, same accusation as the terrorist. He has the value. He doesn't check out. He has the value on Brees. The value absolutely checks out. He has the value <laughs> on Brees Hall. 
he wants to pump his ADP up to where he now gets the value on Michael Carter to spread out his exposure. You saw it here. Dave, he he's only going to back. making any sense. I, I got a question. Was, I got a question for Reed. Pumping up his ADP. It's like what Silva did with How Burkhead do I benefit from pumping up his ADP? Because then other people get you guys cannot have this conversation. You cannot ask me this question and then the past month being like, do you understand the value, the inevitable value of ADP? Okay. Reeves, can we is can can Zach Wilson possibly be good enough to support Garrett Wilson and Eli Moore? Like is this is this and in the Corey range? Davis and Corey Davis? I don't think we're that worried about that. Uh listen, man, I'm terrified. Uh obviously because when you look at Elijah Moore splits with and without with and Zach without Wilson, him. It was yeah. an absolute nightmare. I mean, they had what 47% completion rate, Zach Wilson to uh, Elijah Moore. And then also, like, I don't know if anyone has really gotten into gotten here yet because we just haven't really cared about this stuff. But the opening two months for the Jets is like an absolute nightmare. They play eight. Eight of their first 10 games are against defenses that were top 11 in EPA against the pass last year. Uh, and they face seven teams in our top 10. Uh, me, Dan Pazuna, Ryan McChrystal at Sharp Football, the top 10 secondaries in the NFL. Uh, the playoffs look a lot better, but like the first two months, the Jets' schedule is like an absolute nightmare in terms of like pass defenses. Well, I can confirm I have not gotten there yet. <laughs> you you never will. I'll bring it up uh, probably a bunch of Fridays, and you'll just be like, whatever. Yeah. And I'll be like, I'll be like, yeah, but Mahomes, right? You got a better. Well, I'm, listen, I will. I will never bring up pass defenses with Mahomes, but uh, with Zach Wilson, I'm with like, Zach Wilson, <laughs> it probably matters. Yeah. All right, Reeves. If you're pouring cold water on the Jets, you're pouring cold water. Yeah, who else on you Lance? Cold water on? Yeah, Giants. No. Do you have anything Giants like what no. are? Well, I want I want you to light a fire. I want you to pump some of your bags. Who? who yeah, are the, give, yeah. Give us, give us. Who? Who do? Who do you like, bro? Yeah, yeah. Womp womp you got to draft someone, Reeves. Uh, no, man, you don't actually. You just keep on it. Reeves, Reeves is treating this as a honeymoon period. He's not drafting any teams right now. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, listen, I like running backs more than you guys, so I don't want to. I don't want to get on here and talk about running. Yeah, backs. Reeves is like, dude, you understand Antonio Gibson is a screaming value in the seventh round. Okay, Reeves, who's the who's the value running back then? Talk. I I am more I am more RB agnostic than Pete for sure. I mean, I, I mean, thinking at the front, like, well, a lot of people are looking at like coaching changes, right, and things or things that have been added to teams and talking about what they mean for like the passing games. So, like, one is uh, like the Bengals, right? Like, everyone's talking about their offensive line. Burrow's the second most sacked quarterback in the NFL. But like, look at where Joe Mixon is going, especially in these FFPC drafts, man. Like, you could start with one of these elite wide receivers because I think elite wide receivers are a lot thinner this year than years past. And if you look at the recent trends, wide receiver ones in fantasy football are providing a lower edge than they've ever provided in fantasy football. But so with a real thin tier of you know Jefferson, Cup, uh, Chase, Diggs, and maybe Devontae Adams and CeeDee Lamb squeezing there, you can start with one of those guys aggressively. And Mixon's going in the second round. Joe Burrow has already talked about how they're anticipating teams to like play a lot more too high safety against them, not really put pressure on them. We saw this at the end of last season. Teams stopped blitzing the Bengals. They were getting shredded. They start playing more over the top because Jamar Chase was just absolutely wrecking them for two quarters of the season, uh, you know, for two thirds of the season. And now you add this offensive line, everyone's like, well, now Burrow's going to have all this time. But if teams are just inviting you to run the football and the offensive line now is beefed up, like, 
this is a huge signal to me. Like, this is an all-pro for Joe Mixon. I mean, Cincinnati running backs averaged under a yard prior to contact per carry. It was 29th in the NFL last year. Uh, they were 24th in expected points added via rushing. They were 23rd in yards and 21st in yards, 24th in yards per carry. Like, these are all major signals that a guy – that already has the kind of prerequisite amount of touches we want on a good offense that's going to have scoring opportunities is, is going to like really smash. And Zach Taylor's kind of a donkey. Like he's going to just hand the football <laughs> off. Like, Peter, Peter <laughs> didn't you want, didn't you say last week you did not have any Joe Mixon? Yeah, I said he would be the guy that I'm, I think you asked me, who am I most worried about being underexposed yeah. to? And it's definitely Joe Mixon. Yeah, Reeves, you're forgetting though that my proposal to outlaw. Uh, the, the cover two high safeties from the NFL is like the right now the league is working on that there you know that legislation might not be passed by week one but you know me and the lobbyists we're I, doing our best job to get that can I, someone I tell me where I'm wrong here uh we happily do it. you don't even have to ask us <laughs> people pumping up CDC CMC not C, not the CDC. <laughs> no one's pumping up the CDC right now. ADP pumping is up. a false flag created by the CDC. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> uh, so anyways, CMC at, at 1.1 because of his potential. Because and he yet, is five points better per game than every other player in the league. But forgetting... Derrick Henry, what he could do oh, at his potential. I mean, Derrick Henry has never even gotten close. Never even. Last never year, even in snipped. the first eight weeks of the season, he averaged twenty-one PPR which is, points per which game, which is six points worse than CMC's. I'm not. I'm not advocating for for Derrick Henry to go first overall. I'm saying if you're making the case for Christian McCaffrey because of his potential. Why aren't you doing the same thing for Derrick Henry, who's now falling eighth or ninth in the first round? Like, Reeves <laughs> mentioned a whole bunch of people that you get in Reeves the first round. Reeves is a serious fantasy football analyst, dude. You cannot, you cannot waste – like, Reeves is like does this for real. Like, Peter and I <laughs> – Peter and I, like, have fun and do streams. And stuff. Like, but, like, but, like, yeah, Reeves, but Reeves does this for real, dude. Year. You, and then he EMC's got, he's going to catch more passes in like two games than Derrick Henry is all season. You guys are missing the points, though. We're missing the point. Derrick Henry's potential is incredible. <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. So if you're drafting, I'm on so mad that we ceiling, got here. This was a really good show. On ceiling, why are you discounting Derrick Henry and putting him in your? Oh, do, you can't draft this guy this year. All People right, do it every year. Let's let Rich frame this conversation because I was going to ask this and now I'll begrudgingly toss Henry into this. I want Rich to rank um, Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, Saquon Barkley, and DeAndre Swift. What order are you taking those guys? All right. So the first guy I'm going to take is Dalvin Cook. 100% uh, of the options. Uh, another one of those guys that everyone's like, oh, they're going to play so many three wide receiver sets. Look what this does for KJ Osborne. And I'm like, cool. But what's going to be really good is that Dalvin Cook's now going to run against lighter boxes than he ever has at any point in his career. Uh, out of 11 personnel, Dalvin Cook only has 27% of his career carries that come out of 11 personnel. Uh, on those carries, though, he's seventh in EPA per carry, five and a half yards per carry on those. He's been top seven in EPA per run the last three years on those carries. Uh, yeah, so right, him we first. We get, he wasn't even in the list. That wasn't yeah. even an option, Rich. And then, and, and then I'm taking Mixon. So here's the thing with Derrick Henry, and Kitchen's going to hate this. Here's the thing. Here's the <laughs> thing. Here we go. I mean, 
So last year, he was the RB1 before he had the Jones fracture. He was averaging 30 touches oh. per game. Oh. Like, But he was just getting cleaned up. By, if, if you don't get 30 touches per game from Derrick Henry, and granted, he could just do it. Maybe he's a unicorn. He's going to come back and get 30 Maybe they just game. use him for five or ten carries a game. You're right, Rich. Maybe they just kind of. But they're not going to do it, but 30 touches per game is absolutely insane. Like his, He was pacing to have like the highest amount of touches in an NFL season in like 40 <laughs> years of football. <laughs> Uh, like it was, it was insane. You're just and, no, you're just but listen, adding to my point. Let him, but, go. Yeah, no. So I'm saying because he, that workload even masked that he wasn't very good. His his missed tackles per touch have gone down in the, each of the last three years. Uh, his yards created after contact have gone down in each of the past three years. If he doesn't get that kind of elite workload, like we're going to start to see some of these things start to be exposed. Their offensive line is absolutely trash. They did absolutely nothing to, to upgrade it this offseason. And the last time a running back over the age of 27 was a top six score in any season was Mark Ingram back in 2017. So, like, a guy that doesn't catch passes, he's getting propped up solely on volume instead of, like, what he really was doing with the volume and is now, like, really pushing the age cliff compared to all his peers. He's the only – he's the oldest back at age 28 of all these guys in the front. I mean, you're still taking on, like, a significant amount of risk in these full PPR formats. So, I mean, he's a guy that I'm sure Evan will try to talk us into in a couple of weeks. But No, uh, Evan said he's <laughs> going to be on his do not draft list, his shy away list. I think he's really tough to take, man, especially when you have guys like Saquon, you know, going where he goes and, like, you know, Alvin Kamara, like it's start, people are starting to come around that he might. I agree with you it. on. I agree with like, you on Kamara. These 100%. archetypes of running backs four years ago, guys like Ben Gretsch and the running back dead zone and stuff like we've sh- finally shifted ADP. You see, it's all reflected. You would never get archetypes of these running backs available in the second and third round in like any fantasy football league as, as early as you know two years ago let alone three four five years ago and i mean to take derrick henry in the first round over some of those other archetypes and that are available later it's really 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 hard i think so you would you'd rather take saquon barkley in the first round over derrick henry you don't have to we did in our main event but i would <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> You don't have to, though. I mean, Saquon, Saquon will, no matter how much steam the industry gives him, and as much as Sharps will take him at, like we said, the back of the first round, when you go into your mom-and-pop fantasy league and your home league, like, so many of your league, he's burned so many of those people that they're going to be like, nope, you're a fool. You're, you're a rube. Like, what are you doing? Well, you can get him in the second round and beyond. Yeah, and and that's what and that's what we're seeing too in like these FFPC drafts, like in the main we're in right now. Like the uh, the team started Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel, and like, oh, this this is uh this is zero RB drafter here, and then he hits Nick Chubb and Zeke in the third and fourth. The guy who started Chase grabbed Aaron Jones. The guy who started Devonte Adams grabbed Derrick Henry. Like these guys are grabbing the elite wide receiver and then grabbing this running back who typically wouldn't be there. The ADPs used to be flipped. It mm-hmm. used to be you get Derrick Henry in the first, then Devonte Adams in the second. And I think wide receiver gets really sketchy really fast, but makes me want to have one of those five to six guys like I mentioned. I mean, you look at Tyree Kill over the course of his career, like one, he's been like a supremely better and a best ball guy anyways in games where he doesn't score touchdowns. Uh, he's, at, he's at the bottom of the position in terms of point per game output. He's going – you know, to this new system, how many, how many targets are going to be there? Uh, Mike Evans was elevated solely because they thought he, we thought he was the only guy left, right? And now he might not be. It looks like Godwin might be back on the field sooner than later. They add Julio. Uh, you know, Debo Samuel is 
do like 37 points. Ru- Russell Gage wasn't like, a good pick in the sixth round. <laughs> uh, well, I'm saying that this tier that immediately goes after those, the, like the elite guys, like I think you can poke holes in just about all of those, all of those players and things get sketchy real fast. I love those guys when I'm going wide receiver heavy and you're just keep hammering wide receiver. But do I really want one of those guys in my wide receiver one? I don't know, man. Like, I feel like there's, I feel like the margins between that tier of wide receivers and the guys that are available at like wide receiver like 17 through 24 are pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah. You have to pick one wide receiver in the Chiefs on the Chiefs roster, Rich. Who is it? At cost, right? Oh, Sky Moore. Sky. Sky guy. We know that Marcus Valdez, Marcus Valdez Killing just played in the Hall of Fame quarterback. Like, we just forget that. Like, this dude. Have you not seen the Juju highlights over the past? Let's tone it down a little bit. Aaron Rodgers has run a lot of good players out of town. Let's let's calm down on the. As someone who's modeling their current aesthetic after Aaron Rodgers, like you know, uh, (laughs) I I don't want you to just keep dunking on him. Yeah, I mean the 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 thing is 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 Roger like. MVS was actually good at what they asked him to do, and I think he's going to be asked to do a different job now, and we'll find out if he can do it or not. But Sky, Sky is the one who could be like a third-round pick next I year. get Juju, too. I get the argument. The, the thing I always run into problem with Juju is that someone in my draft always likes him more than me. A little more, yeah. And I yeah. never can get him. I'm all, for him. The, I'm all for being excited about Juju, though, again. You know who I also love and I've, I've talked about on this show? George Pickens. Nick Westbrook-Akeen. Oh, no, I'm wait. Give me Phillips over there, Westbrook Akeen any day. Phillips, it's curious that you're pumping George Pickens just so you can have him at a lower ADP value <laughs> while you dump on the rest of us who have to draft no. him in the 12th I round. Want, because curious. of my George Pickens exposure, I've been usually pair. It's usually easy to pair him with a third quarterback in your best ball drafts from the Steelers. And a lot of times it's kind of like, okay, just pick who, uh, just pick the the guy who's not been taken in the last round, like, you know, either, but now it's like, well, either of those guys start <laughs> because the Mason drum beat from camp is getting pretty loud, rich. I mean, listen, trail on barks, baby is what we want. That's what we want. That's the, the that's, the, that's the one thing where we can all reach across <laughs> yeah. the aisle yeah. and agree is on Traylon t- Burks, right? No, listen, yeah, the Steeler I- situation is bad all around. Like, there's not a Steeler I want to draft in fantasy football this year. Really? Not uh, one? No. No, not not one at all. Uh, you know, Rich's from- draft board is like four <laughs> players long. <laughs> <laughs> it's Joe Mixon, it's like the most, <laughs> nobody else. Yeah. I mean, he's just like cursing the last eight rounds of the draft. It's just like, can't believe I got to take this guy. I can't believe I got to take Nazi this guy. Najee Harris is the most unexciting first round pick I can. So find. bad. Like, yeah, who- I agree yeah. there. I agree there. Uh, and, and like, you know. Najee Harris is like, have you ever been in a relationship where you like, you know, it's not going to work out, but like you keep it going anyways. That's like what drafting nope. Najee Harris is like, like, sure. Like there's a, there's some marital qualities here. Like the dude's going to be on the field a ton. He's like the best bet, to like lead the, the running backs and snap. But, but like, like, is there anything like you're generally excited about? Is the sex good? I mean, this dude had not just 9% of his carries gained 10 or more yards. Uh, you know, he, 
he caught 60 passes behind. He had 60 targets behind the line of scrimmage. Like, is he getting that this year with this without Ben? It's lights off missionary like, sex once every two and a half weeks. Like, you know, it's yeah. Like, you know, you so see, you keep the relationship going, you know, it's not going to like work out in, in marriage, but you just kind of hang on and ends up just being a mess. That's how I feel like it's going to be like taking him, you know, in the first round. Uh, you look at, and we just have to expect as bad as the reports have been on, you know, Kenny Pickett, like you first round quarterbacks play, in the play. NFL unless yeah. the team is good. And are we expecting the Steelers to compete for, they're going to go, line? they're going to go nine and eight, get a wild card and lose. And they could, I mean, you know, listen, Mike Tomlin has found a way to, these teams always have alligator and the, you know, alligator blood. Like they, yeah. he, he went 500 with Rudolph and D- Duck Hodges a couple years ago. So maybe they hang around. Pete? But <laughs> Duck Hodges and Cash? <laughs> oh, uh, all right. So speaking of that division, the Browns, um, your Cleveland guy. Boots on the are ground. You, speak on that. You, yeah, are you going to do anything with uh, with the the Cleveland wide receivers? Does that change at all for you? Uh, I mean, I think that there's a lot of value on the Browns' offense uh, still. <laughs> Here we go. We found it. We yeah. found the team. We found the team likes. that gets Reeves excited. No, he yeah. cannot wait to be starting Donovan Peoples-Jones in a Week 11 windstorm against the Cincinnati Bengals. Listen, man, I'm Team David and Joku. I'm Big Chief. Uh, yeah. His ADP is outrageous, man. He's like tight end 20. And we talk about margins like for the wide receivers. Like the margins when you get to like tight end eight versus like tight end 20. Talk about things being like really tight. Uh, even these six games he's going to play with Jacoby Brissett. I mean, only Lamar Jackson and Carson Wentz have targeted tight ends at a higher rate than Jacoby Brissett in their career. So when we look for tight ends, what do we look for, right? Guys on the age spectrum. The dude just turned 26. Uh, completely there. Can he be a top two to three target on his team? Absolutely. After Amari Cooper, it's a lot of question marks. You brought that, you know, Donovan Peoples Jones. He's the second best wide receiver on the team. Is David Bell as a rookie gonna? Is the third rookie gonna get a, a crew a bunch of targets? So that the target opportunities there as well. And then he's coming off of a season where. 13 yards per catch, nine yards per target. He, he ran 300 pass routes last year. He got, he's another guy that secured the bag is going to be a full-time player this season. Foster Moreau, man, more, ran more pass routes than him last year. So uh, we're going to extrapolate his time. The Browns have a really great schedule in terms of passing the entire way. Uh, and when Watson comes back, it, you know, it looks strong as well. Uh, I, I like Amari and, these best ball leagues. I don't know if he's a guy I'll, I'll want to draft, but like he went wide receiver 34 last night in a draft. I was in like, that's, there's no way he doesn't beat that. Uh, yeah. Bell on DraftKings is also pretty much free. You can get him whenever. Like he's. After was this your pros versus Joe's rich? Yeah. How did it go? Who, what was, what was your squad? Uh, I picked three. I started with Cooper cup. Uh, I took Cooper cup. I took Kamara. And then I basically went like anchor approach. They were just betting and like, hey, it's a big tournament. If I'm counting on Kamara not getting suspended. And then I ended up taking a bunch of rookie running backs later. But I went wide receiver, heavy left way. I got cup. I did get Juju in that draft. Uh, uh, Terry McLaurin, Michael Pittman, uh, who I, I, I don't know how you guys feel about him. I know the road of his guys hate him. I don't know how sometimes there's a tight overlap here. They uh, don't they don't like Pittman? No, no, no. no. Um, so, I mean, I got all those guys and a bunch of running backs. I, I ended up getting lucky. I was with... Chad Schroeder double tapped Kelsey and Mark Andrews at Ooh, six. It's uh, bully tight end, Mark baby. Andrews, bully tight end. Another team went bully tight end. It was Mojo. Fantasy Mojo took Schultz and Kyle Pitts, I believe, together. I might have the two guys wrong, but I know Schultz count as a bully tight end. I yeah. I mean, listen, 
No. Uh, did did Gary Barnage count as a as a bully <laughs> tight end? If so, then Schultz counts. Yeah, yeah. Schultz like, is a Ponzi scheme for sure. Schultz Schultz is like is like Ethereum Classic or Solana. It's like no one wants to be left holding that when when the music stops. This in that or, is, in that is, your, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Peter. No, no go. I was just gonna say in that main event I was referencing, we we had pits in the second, and then Waller fell to us all the way at the back end of the third, and so we were just like, yeah, we're we're going bully here with uh, Waller with and, and Waller. Kittle, Water and Waddle. Yeah, Waller and Kittle falling. It just makes it so hard not to draft them when they. When I take they I take there. Waller every time. He's like five spots after ADP. It's like I just can't can't pass that. He's up. a dude that regularly falls. Him and and Goddard is like a mixed bag. Where yeah. I ended up like, getting Goddard at tight end nine. What do you like What do you guys day. do when you're on the clock in the ninth round and Hawkinson's still there? No, never. never yeah, I, I do. I do it. I take him. Rich, have Reeves, you sprinkled Reeves, in any? Reeves is not in on restore the roar. The roar will not be restored. <laughs> I, am, I mean, I love the sun god. I'll take the sun god at his cost all day, man. Uh, I'm in on him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Hawkinson. Like, what has Hawkinson shown in terms of like sex? Nothing. Nothing. He's a, he's a he he's a solid player, but like this dude has 12 targets in his career on throws 20 yards or further downfield. Like it's fewer than Kyle Pitts got last year as a rookie. Like, there's a bunch of tight ends out there like that. Do you think the fact that he had 100 yards and a touchdown his first game in the NFL makes him more sexy in our minds than he is? I mean, he's a solid player, but just, like, for fantasy, like, there's a lot of tight ends that... How how insane is that that Fant and Hawkinson both went top 10 in the NFL draft and they both just kind of stink? It's a bummer. Fant won a million could, dollars last year. And he could... He could have a you know a, a zombie the, G- the geno system. smith can we can we talk the people into a geno smith no offense yeah. i don't want to pump my geno smith bags dave you know because <laughs> yeah. i acquired him at such a low cost yeah no whenever whenever you start acquiring him at whatever the cost is and then tweet about it how amazing of a value it is and you won't be drafting him anymore can we um, can we get can we get it on the record that next week you will you will do a draft on this show Will you commit to that, sure. Dave? As your wedding present? Sure. I well, thought I was getting an unclaimed moon cat that's got to be worth about $17 by now. <laughs> You're the one that brings up moon cats, Dave. It's not me. But I will. In- <laughs> Thank you for pumping the bags. Um, Rich, late round dart throws. Um, anybody who you are really on, like Chiga Konkwu, is just a guy I'm just randomly <laughs> thinking of. <laughs> I had to add him. I had to add him to my projections tab yesterday, and I was so because someone had tweeted at me about him, and I was like, "I'm yeah, so mad." I have to know how to play, spell this name. The first play that they scripted for their, um, you know, their scrimmage was to chick. It's just like, so, why do I need to know the fourth tight end's name for the Tennessee Titans? Could be the first in your heart. All right, uh, Rich. Late round sprinkle. These guys, best ball winners. They they might not even make the cut, but if they do, they could they could win you something. Who who would it be for you? I mean, I I like Donovan Peoples Jones. You guys made fun of earlier. Uh, <laughs> no, I like I like I like DPJ. I'm not gonna uh, I'm not calling foul knows. on that take. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, wide receiver. There's a ton of dudes at the bottom that like have like pretty significant like contingent value. Like you know Josh Palmer. Apparently, we know right. Like anything happens to Keenan Allen or. Mike Williams, there's like a, a bunch of upside there, you know, in the wide receiver, you know, kind of 60 range. Uh, you know, the, the, those are guys you're looking at that contingent value. Jalen Tolbert now, I mean, shit, if anything happens to CeeDee Lamb, Jalen Tolbert is like now 
like 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 the county already like Jalen Jalen Tolbert is going to be a ninth round pick by Monday. Easy. He's he's already going up way above Gallup uh, now. I've seen it in drafts. So uh, Davis, have you have I saw you farming the other day? For no one should be drafting Gallup. Gallup's going to be back by week five. He's a good pick. Davis is putting in long hours on the farm before his. Yeah. So Davis, you farmed out uh, your question about guys. You should have winning my million dollar. Are you doing Wandale? We doing Wandale? Oh, buddy. Our bags are packed. Our bags are packed. I mean, Rich, you knew I was going to be all over Wandale. He's such a gadget guy. So Davis, Davis who are some, give us some other players. Like lit, like last round guys. Yeah. Guys, you were farming this out to everybody. Well, I got a couple. I got a couple interesting answers, which very rarely, when you farm, do you learn anything. But that was yeah. that was nice. That was nice to learn. <laughs> do you want to um, share with see. the people, or just keep it to yourself? A couple, a couple, eighteenth round picks that I like. Byron Pringle, just because he's going to play. I think he's going to be like a ninety percent snap share guy. I don't really see how he doesn't get off the field. And the Bears Lions game is is indoor week seventeen. Uh, could any, could be any Ravens wide receiver could be used to be Duvernay. He's like 17th round now, but Proche, Talon Wallace. Yeah. Um, I think, I think those guys are super cheap. Like if Lamar just, well, if Lamar just runs insanely hot on efficiency again, because the defenses are by are because what happened the year he won the MVP was like literally eight men in the box and the safeties were biting on the play action. So like Hollywood Brown or whoever would just like literally be wide open 60 yards down the field. Uh, LaVisca Chenault, have you ever heard of him? There's been there's <laughs> yeah. there's been a little bit of a drumbeat on him, and he is an 18th round selection. Uh, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna pump my bags. Will Fuller, Will Fuller's agent has been oh, contacting <laughs> Will Fuller's agent has been contacting NFL writers, which at least means that that Will Fuller's agent wants Will Fuller to play football this year. Now, no comment on if Will Fuller wants to play football this year, but at least his agent wants him to play. And we are going to see a, like, even more than Julio. Like, Julio Jones is, like, ADP 130 now. Will Fuller signs with a team that people think is a, is a hashtag good fit. Ninth-round pick immediately, maybe higher. Uh, Peter, anybody that you're kind of sprinkling in, your drafts and I've got to go, so. One guy I've been drafting a ton, and we were talking about the steady drumbeat. I mean, every single day, Tyquan Thornton propaganda yeah. on my timeline. I think he is... Rudman, Rudman declared him a bust after the first day of camp, and then he came back real strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm getting pretty excited about Tyquan Thornton. All right. What about what about Romeo Dubes? I mean, Romeo Dubes. Oh, is like, Dubes I, is another guy in the past week. His stock has gone. I did. I did. I did a draft. I did a, a drafters today with Liam, and he went in the thirteenth round. Like not ironically, like he someone just took him last night. Pros or shows, he went in the fifteenth. Uh, you know, he was especially it's, with it's aggressive. I think they're getting his. And... I think they're getting his Canton bust ready with the cheese head on it. I think it's. I think they're already preparing it to save. Where there's got to be some sort of like buzz out of pack. Like they gotta, they gotta spin it somehow. Well, and Rogers, Rogers is too busy going into 45 minute tirades about astrology to explain his tattoo. He said, he said, he said to the media, if you're not a student of astrology, you'll get pretty lost in his tattoo. Okay. What would, what would happen to dubs ADP? If he started tweeting about astrology and how he's going fifth round pick ahead of last. Yeah. Oh, easy. Oh my God. I, I hope, I hope that dude scores a touchdown in the first game of preseason. Like, please. What about what? If, I I got I got one that would even he gets a matching tattoo with Rogers, so he gets the he gets a, like an astrology bullshit tattoo that like mirrors Rogers, like dead ass dead ass 
ninth round, I think. All right. Uh, that will do it for um, Reeves's Do Not Draft show, Shy Away show here <laughs> on the Swolecast. Uh, Reeves, things. Shy Away 400 list. Here <laughs> <on> the- <laughs> <laughs> I'm drafting all those players. I just wanted to put it out there. Reeves, Reeves, Reeves puts out a cheat sheet with like color coded guys he will draft, and it's like he's got one guy in yellow who's like okay to take in every round. Like one guy who's. Yeah, we just play the waivers, baby. We're just yeah. picking guys up. You count that fab. <laughs> Final thoughts, um, and or plugs if you want, Reeves. Ah, uh, listen, we're here, man. A uh, couple, couple more weeks, we'll be in the season. Sharp football analysis, all our works there. Uh, worksheet still powered now by True Media and like plugged into the Matrix. Now it's on cocaine. <laughs> nice. Uh, that's at Lord Reeves on Twitter. Uh, and then Davis, final thoughts. Uh, you know, I'm just excited to uh, draft my remaining 75 best ball mania teams, get married, go on a honeymoon, and uh, you know, do all that stuff. You being on next week's show is also a testament to your um, your willingness to secure the bags. Basically, what, what am I? What am I gonna? Why would I not need to be on the show next week? Preparing for the wedding, you know, all the stuff, making sure you have everything you need. I don't know. Well, all right, uh, Peter. Final thoughts. Um, there's only one puppy three, but marriage is forever. <laughs> Cut the show, so so that's what we call a button. It's a hard. That's an that's ending. Right, that will do it for this podcast here at RunnerGunners.com. We'll see you next week. Peace.